Are you ready? Coming to you from Tamid Group's headquarters in Washington, D.C., building the future alongside the startup nation, the only podcast for the Tamid community. This is Tamidcast. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Tamidcast. I'm Nate Gilson, and soon I'll introduce our guest for today's episode. But first, just a little background. There is a major trend that's been developing on American university campuses, and many of you listening are part of it. I'm referring to campus-based entrepreneurship programs, entrepreneurship classes, degrees, incubators, accelerators, co-working spaces, seed funding for student entrepreneurs, grants, speaker series. Is that the plural of series? I don't know. But the entire space is booming. In December, the New York Times published a big article about all of it. I'll read you the first paragraph. It goes like this. The original charter of Rice University, drafted in 1891, established a school here dedicated to the advancement of literature, science, and art. These days, Rice seems equally dedicated to the advancement of the next Mark Zuckerberg. So you see what it's getting at. The article goes on to discuss the millions upon millions of dollars that are pouring into these programs. It's happening all across the country. The article mentions how Cornell has 364,000 square feet of space for startup programs. Just visualize that for a minute. I'm sure our Tamita Cornell members can vouch for how enormous it is, but that's more than six football fields. It's a huge amount of investment. At Tamid, we find ourselves smack in the center of this trend. So much of our program involves hands-on work with startups. Our members really learn the ups and the downs of entrepreneurship. And on the Summer Fellowship, the majority of the fellows end up working with Israeli startups or Israeli venture capital firms. All of you know, the first step of being a Tamid member is education. And we do a good job, I think, of preparing members for consulting and for fun. But this past semester, when I went and visited YU, and when I went and visited Maryland in College Park, I saw something that I found really exciting. The leaders at those chapters tweaked our education program to make it even more hands-on and more startup-focused. I'm not going to say more because our guest, Ben Dianim, is a student at Maryland who really had a great vision and made it happen. So Ben, we'll give you a chance to describe it. Ben, welcome to Tamidcast. Hi, Nate. Happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So before we get into your idea for a startup simulator, tell your fellow Tamidics, everyone who's listening, a little bit about who you are and your role at Maryland. I'm a sophomore at Maryland. I'm majoring in finance. I got involved in Tamid my first semester here. I went through education. It was pretty solid. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Clearly, I stuck around. And then I was on a consulting team as an assistant project manager. And then this past fall, I was the VP of education at Maryland. Um, and now I am the, the co-president here. Perfect. So when you were VP of education, you did something very special. There's been a lot of buzz around all of our chapters about the education semester that you ran in the fall. Yeshiva also ran something similar. A lot of people want to hear more about what you guys ran. So tell us, what did you guys do? Basically, over, over the summer, I was charged with kind of making our education something a little bit more exciting. Uh, traditionally, most Tamid chapters... Um, you know, you come, you 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 have a presentation, you do a workshop, and that's all great. Um, but I didn't really see any continuity from week to week. And people, at least the impression I got was that people kind of felt that they were coming, they were learning, that was all well and good, but there wasn't there wasn't any lasting drive to come back the week after, aside from just sitting and learning, um, which is which is great in and of itself. But we wanted to do something a little bit more exciting, so we came up with the idea of the startup simulation, which was kind of a, a play on the experiential learning tagline of Tamid to kind of give students an opportunity to learn, um, but learn by doing. So throughout the education semester, we, we, um, we went through all the, the education seminars, but in a, in a progression that was kind of the, the logical life of a startup. And after each 
after each presentation each week, the students who are broken up into teams at the beginning of the semester um, would apply new concepts to a venture of their own. So by the end of the semester, we had six startups who were ready to, to pitch in front of a panel of VCs. Uh, Nate, you were there also. But yeah, it was, it was really exciting. Everyone had a great time and, and learned a lot. So let's take this from the, from the conceptual to the real. Could you walk us through an example of, of a team and how they went through the process? So yeah, one of our startups was called Relend. They were basically a, a peer-to-peer lending service. They, they started out, they really didn't have a clear picture at the beginning, but very quickly they picked up and they started working. The first week we did um, the market research. So they were, instead of, instead of doing market research on a fictional company or even a real company, they did market research on their own idea, um, which I think was a much more powerful way to approach it because they, they had vested interest in, in finding the real answer. They weren't, they weren't just looking at, a company that exists and like, oh yeah, you know, there's, there's data I can find online. That's all well and good. But they had an idea of their own and they wanted to make sure that, you know, like maybe there, maybe there's somebody out there doing the same thing. How, how do we, how are we going to approach this? How are we going to tweak it? Um, and then the next week they were building a business model canvas and so on and so forth. And until the end of, at the end of the semester, they had a really refined, a really refined idea, a really refined pitch. They put together a great slide deck and, and people loved it. Great. Great. And then they they pitched to you said you mentioned a panel of venture capitalists. Could you elaborate on what happened? Sure. So we kind of we kind of set it up as like a Shark Tank style event. Um, we had five panelists. We had the dean of our business school, Dean Mullins. Um, we had two. We had an angel investor, um, Joseph Tuckman, the the outgoing chairman of Tamid, who's now a, a venture analyst or venture associate rather at Camber Creek um, here in Maryland, um, and Aaron Pollock, who's a senior analyst at Swan and Legend Partners down in Virginia, and then you were on the panel also. Each team got up, gave a quick pitch of their, their company, and then panelists were free to ask them questions based on their market size, based on any number of logistics. Um, and it was really, really cool. I was there, and all the presentations were phenomenal. They really were. But the one that you mentioned, Reland, really stood out. Do you know, did they see this as an exercise that was just simply to create a fictional company and go through the motions or were students looking at this as starting a real business and actually seeing themselves as entrepreneurs who could have a future in the business? So I think when, when I first started this, I, I didn't even have the vision of, of people continuing it. I thought it was going to be like, you know, it's just like a fun exercise, but it turned into something so much more than that in that um, Reland after, after receiving some praise at the pitch night, they, they've met a couple times. They've like continued pursuing the idea and thinking through it. Um, and it's just been really fascinating to watch people who I, from what I thought at the beginning of the semester was just going to be a, a fun idea, um, ended up having a really profound experience and a dance with entrepreneurship that you wouldn't really have gotten through just a traditional education semester. Right, right. And how many students are on these teams? So we set it, we set it up. So they were teams of three or four. Um, and we had six teams. Great. Let's rewind a bit. Thinking back to when you originally had this idea and this vision, what problems or gaps did you see in Tamid education that you thought could be improved upon? Right. So our our education, I, I felt like it was it was like a little bit lackluster. It was missing some it was missing some heart to it, I guess, because our, our tagline is experiential learning through business in Israel. And I remember browsing the the, uh, the Tamid website and seeing that um, the education was made up of a bunch of components, one of which was a startup simulation. And I was just kind of like, what's that? Like, <laughs> there's no startup simulation. Um, so we made one. And I, I think it really did fill the gap that was missing. There, were, there, was, there, was, there was a lack of experientialness. That's not really a word, but we'll go with it. In, in education, it was, it was kind of, you know, it was just like a presentation and a, and a workshop. And that's fine. Like, it depends what you're, what you're trying to do. But I think in terms of Tamid, which is something that really, really focuses on 
um, the experiential component of learning. Um, I think it's just so important to have that consistent throughout the board, not just in the consulting semester, I mean, not just in the consulting projects, not just in the fund, but also in education, to have that experiential learning component throughout all three parts of the, of the Tumid experience. Those students who have met with me know I love talking about The Social Network. That's the movie where Jesse Eisenberg plays Mark Zuckerberg. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Better yet, see it with your team. What I love about it is that it's a story of student entrepreneurs on, on a college campus who work together to start the most successful startup of the 21st century. And I think it's very analogous to the on-campus entrepreneurship that Tamid members and Tamid leaders go through in starting chapters and building chapters on campus. It shows that there are no limits on how successful you can be, even if you're 18 years old or 19 years old or 20 years old. So back to the, the Tamid Startup Simulator, Ben, can this program produce a successful company? Are we going to have, say, the next Facebook coming out of Tamid Education? Um, I think that would be really amazing if we did. You know, like, if people start to adapt, if people all start to adopt this, like, you know, you never, you never really know what can come from it. Um, there, there are a number of, of Tamid members who have gone on to do other ventures outside of Tamid. Um, one of our one of our um, Dalit class members this past fall, um, Julian Glover, who is also involved in Reland, is currently involved in a, a second startup, and he just he just um, made it to the semifinals of a, uh, a tech startup competition, and he's going to compete at Carnegie Mellon um, for 50k with his company Windflow. Um, you should check them out; they're pretty cool. Um, but you know, you like you never know. Like entrepreneurship really does come out of college campuses, and at Maryland, we've seen companies like Oculus like blossom out of out of this campus, and you, it's really hard to tell. Um, who's going to be what, but, you know, you can always keep your hopes up and hope that, that something amazing comes of it. Right, right. Now, when I think about this, the program that, that you had at Maryland, the biggest piece of pushback that I can think of is that there are Tamid members for whom this might not be quite as compelling, and those are fund members, members who are more interested in finance. And we've always tried to have a balance in education between content that's more relevant to fund and content that's more relevant to consulting. And it sounds like the startup program is more consulting-oriented or just oriented towards starting a business. So how can we keep this going but still engage students who are interested in finance? I think you take that in one of two ways. Um, the first would be to make, if you decided to go through with the startup program, um, to, make, to, to add a few, little bit more of a technical aspect to it, to, to delve more into the finances, um, which we didn't really do with the, with the startups. We, had, we made it clear to the judges that we weren't expecting financial projections, that wasn't expected of anybody through the, throughout this semester. Like we did the fund presentations, but it it wasn't tied into the to the startup program per se. So one way to attack that would be to kind of introduce a more technical aspect um, in terms of financials to the startup program. And the second would be to I, I don't know if this is this is a reasonable a reasonable endeavor, but to kind of design a separate fund education with a maybe a similar goal. I'm not really sure. Yeah, an idea that I have, um, you can tell me what you think of it, is that maybe we could have um, a piece of this curriculum be to have students basically look at their own company, look at the industry that their company's in, and then do due diligence on stocks that are, are potential competitors or, or in the industry or potential clients to the company, um, just to give people more of a financial perspective on, um, on right. the companies that they're, that they're starting. And another idea would just be to have a few separate weeks that are not necessarily part of this track that are still essential pieces of the education program. Right, which, which the, what, the second part, what you just mentioned, is, is essentially what we did. The bulk of the education was the startup program, but the weeks that we did do um, the fund, the fund uh, presentations from the national curriculum were, were set apart from the rest of the curriculum. Great. Ben, this is exciting. 
everyone listening from Maryland and YU already knows about what we're talking about, but it's the other 28 chapters that I think are asking themselves, how can they get more involved? So we always ask a big question on the podcast. Here's today's big question. What do you say to chapter leaders who want to do something similar to what you've done? Um, I say just go for it. Um, basically what we did, we just, we had an idea and we just, we just went for it. We didn't really, we didn't really know what it was going to turn into. We didn't really have like any complex planning that took like months and months and months. We just kind of jumped into it. And that's kind of what, what the startup culture is all about. You, you, you know, you have a good idea and you just, you just pursue it and hope that, hope that the best comes of it. Um, so to all the chapters who want to get involved, just, just do it. Um, I'm happy to help um, anybody get involved. I'm happy to share my materials. I'm happy to to share um, any pearls of wisdom uh, or any any uh, road bumps and help you guys smooth that out. But if anyone really does want to get involved, you can definitely reach out to me. How can people get in touch with you, Ben? Um, my email is ben.dianim at tamidgroup.org. So ben, spelled the usual way, dot D-A-Y-A-N-I-M at tamidgroup.org. That'll be the best way to get in touch. Ben, it was so great to have you on. Thanks for being on Tamidcast. Thanks for having me. All right, be in touch. And thank you all so much for listening. If you have any questions you'd like, to, you'd like us to answer or any feedback for the podcast, send it all my way to Nathan at tummygroup.org. Until next time, take care, everyone.